Before we get into today's episode of One Shining Podcast, want to shout out my favorite show on the FanDuel TV Ringer Slate. Well, maybe not my favorite because I'm not involved, but I do love it. I love watching it. Of course, I'm talking about Ringer Wise, guys. It happens on Sunday mornings. You got the big four, the four horsemen, breaking down all the parlays, props, and more that you need in the world of NFL. Shout out to our guy, Cousin Sal, doing a great job. Shout out John Jastrzemski for hosting the heck out of that show. And Bill Simmons says he loves it. So uh, there you go. There's your approval. There's your review. Again, the show is Ringer Wise, guys. It's on FanDuel TV on Sundays, and if you don't watch it live, you can find it on the Ringer TV feed on Spotify now. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. On today's episode of One Shining Podcast, it is preview season here on One Shining Podcast, and it keeps on rolling today. And today we're going to have some fun. We're going to do the all-name all-stars in college basketball. That's right, the official OSP all-name all-stars. We have 30 names in college basketball that'll break your brain, make you laugh, make you fall, make you cry deep inside as you think about uh, how time has passed you by and you see second-generation stars. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. So we've got 30 names. Kyle's got some honorable mentions as well. So we'll run through those at the top of the show. Then after that, we're going to have Terrence Oglesby come, come back on the show. Oglesby came on the show a few months ago, did a nice little preview with us. And today I have seven things that I'm wondering about. We know about the seven ancient wonders of the world. These are the seven modern wonderings of myself as we head into the college basketball season. So T.O. is going to come on. I'm going to say, I wonder, and then give him a prompt that we're going to try to sift through it as best we can. we got a jam-packed show. Kyle, anything before we get into today's episode? Just grippling with the fact that football is no longer the important sport at the ringer. But first, Woody Durham. He takes the timeout. Technical They're foul. The Technical foul. Technical foul. Welcome back to One Shining Podcast. I'm your host, Tate Frazier. And before we have Terrence join the show, I just wanted to start this off by saying... I'm so excited. College basketball is right around the corner. I can feel it. There's something in the air. It's October 26th, the day that we're recording this right now, and November is right around the bend. And uh, if you don't know, Asheville Championship, that's right, the Asheville Championship, the tournament that I am a um, a tournament ambassador for, is what's going to kick off the season of college basketball. And that happens the weekend of November 10th. And uh, I can't believe it's right around the corner. I can't believe it's staring us right down. And if you saw the show on Monday, you saw that we started the top 100 characters that count. That's right. We had Kyle Mann on the show. We did 105 to 76. Again, it's not the top 100. It's really the top 105. But uh, we got through a lot there. We're going to continue with that tradition. We're going to have Kyle Mann back on Monday. We're going to keep going, keep rolling with the characters that count. And then next Thursday, we're going to have Eamon Brennan come on and continue that. And then the following Monday, we will wrap it all up with all the characters that you need to know in college basketball. So that's a little, um, you know, a little upkeep here before we get into the show. Pretty uh, ambitious. But was, yeah, characters. pretty ambitious. Pretty ambitious. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not even 100, Kyle. As I said, it's more than 100. And, you know, I asked the Ringer Brass about, um, you know, the the diving into that, and they just gave me the look. They said, there's really 100 people that people care about in college basketball. And I said, yes, listen to the podcast, and you'll find out. So there we go. Um, One Shining Podcast. We're finding the characters that count. But today, we have some some of uh, more of a fun prompt, right? We're going to do um, the names. These are the names in college basketball because every single year you hear a name and you say to yourself, that can't be real, right? Boo Bradley, that can't be real, right? Th th these are names that are just in the lexicon forever that stick out to you and uh, college basketball, the kids, the kids are all right because the names are still good and I sifted through um, the entire Blue Ribbon, the entire Almanac, um, did my own personal research, which is, uh, you know, th that's a phrase you don't like to say the, in these times. But my own personal research involved college basketball names. And I came up with 30, Kyle. I found 30 that I said, this checks the box. Uh, one of the other prerequisites of this list is that I have to be able to pronounce your name. Um, those are the rules. I hate to say it. If you have a name I can't pronounce, and and maybe I botched some of these names as I read through them, and then you know some people can argue they shouldn't be on the list, but that's not neither here nor there. But we got thirty names we're going to run through. They are all individuals that um, are going to have our attention throughout the season. 
some of them will be characters that count um, on the list with myself and Kyle Mann and even Brennan. But for now, they're just on the all-name all-stars. Shout out to the OSPers that made it here. And let's start with number 30. Number 30 on the board. He's a double name, and double names are always tough. There's a lot of people that have thrown out double names like Ali Ali. Um, they're upset that he, spoiler alert, Ali Ali is not on the top 30 list. But look, you can only have so many double names, and we start with one here. Number 30 on the board from Pittsburgh. He's a big man. His name is Federico Federico, um, and that is correct. That is exactly what it is. It is it's not just one name that he said it twice. It sounds so nice he said it twice. It is double names, Federico Federico, playing for Coach Capel and assistant coach Capel, both the Capel brothers there at Pittsburgh. And uh, if you don't know the name now, you'll know the name later. Shout out to Federico Federico. He makes the list at number 30. Let's keep it pushing. Number 29 from Boise State. You know him last year from his tournament run. A lot of people fell in love with this Boise State team. They said they're not just a football school. In fact, they're well past their days of being a football school. They might even be a basketball school right now. <laughs> Tyson Degenhart. And um, I say Tyson Degenhart because to me that adds extra oomph to his name because he's a degenerate and he's still got a little bit of heart. And uh, I think this might be one of Harry's favorite players. Um, shout out to, to AAO Harry. Um, he loves Degens with good hearts. He's one of those himself. And uh, Tyson playing for Boise State, number 29 on the list. Shout out to him. Let's keep it rolling. Number 28, we have Zed Key from Ohio State. That is correct. If you've been watching college basketball for the past two, three, four 10 years, you know Zed Key. He's been playing small ball power forward at Ohio State for quite some time. Um, he's allegedly not going to be starting this year at Ohio State, which I find fascinating. He's, um, like I said, a veteran that's been around for quite some time. I think he will end up starting. Uh, maybe it's an injury why he wasn't starting in their scrimmages. But Zed Key at Ohio State. Kyle, do you even remember Zed Key? Was he on the team back in 2019 when we were doing a show? Or or maybe maybe he wasn't quite there yet, but he's been around for a long time. This is the first time he's become uh, into my awareness, and uh, I think it's a great name, and I think 28 is perfect for him. Yeah, 28 is good, and also, I like three-letter names like that. It's got, like, packs a punch, you know, Zed Key, yeah. and uh, another putback for Zed Key. Sounds like a NASCAR driver, too, like something like that. Well, maybe he could be. Brad Darty. he's the first one that broke that wall. He went from basketball to NASCAR, and maybe Zed Key's the next one to make that push. So shout out to him at number 28. Number 27, we have Sincere Malone. Obviously, last year we had a fellow Sincere, Sincere Carey, who would have been on this list if we made um, the OSP Top 30 last year. Last year, OSP did not exist, so we weren't able to do that. But in honor of Sincere Carey, we have to shout out Sincere Malone. Sincere's just a great name, a uh, great first name. Um, it already gets you in a place where you're like, this guy is genuine. This guy is earnest. He knows what he's going to do. Um, and then the last name Malone is just a basketball last name. I know we don't like to talk about the Malone in Utah because rightfully so, but he was, you know, second all time scoring before LeBron passed him. And now he's third all time on the list. And the name Sincere plus Malone, that's a basketball name, folks. He's playing at EIU, Eastern Illinois. Shout out to him. He's number 27 on the list. We'll keep up with Sincere Malone. Number I also love Malone. Malone's a good last name. A guy in college came up to me and he's like, you know, for years, whenever I got in trouble, I gave this name John Malone. Mm. You know, like if, what if I if I had to give my information to a cop without giving my ID? And I picked I picked up the mantle, and now I, I mean I haven't had to use it in years, but you know John Malone. So uh, anybody with a last name Malone, you're doing the Lord's work. Sorry about that, that uh, in the past. <laughs> I uh, shout out to all the Malones out there. Malone sounds like the cop. You know what I mean? It sounds like it you're does. talking it to someone. Like your like, a cop. Go, talk, go talk to Malone. Go talk to Malone. You know, go tell him what you're doing. Um, yeah, shout out to all the Malones out there, except for that one that I just mentioned before. Um, number 26 on the list, we have Cormac Ryan. That is right um he's on the list because our guy Kyle Mann brought this up Chris Ryan's favorite Arthur um is Cormac McCarthy and if you put those two together you got Cormac and you got Ryan and uh Cormac Ryan's been in basketball for quite some time I had him on my all uh you know all old timers list that we did our geezers of college basketball um he was at Stanford he was at Notre Dame he was a grad transfer last year at Notre Dame now he's at North Carolina I guess he's a double grad transfer I don't know what that uh actually entails but he's a good basketball player I'm excited to see him in Carolina blue and I think the Cormac Ryan name just sticks in my head because of Chris Ryan and now Kyle Mann so Number 26 on the board. Shout this, out to Cormac This one Ryan. is the one that I could see being argued that it could have been played off the list. But, I mean, hey, it's a long season, and maybe he'll earn the spot. Well, I think he's going to be in the forefront, Kyle. I think we're going to be talking about him. And uh, because it had connective tissue to the Ringer universe, I felt like it had to be on the sure. list. And um, I'll be honest with you, Kyle. When I made this list, it was a top 25. But <laughs> I realized... I realized there were some guys that had to be on the list that were not in the top 25. Cormac, one of those guys. 
Federico Federico. And I'm sure, like I said, there's going to be some people, you know, shaking their fists in the air saying this guy should have been on the list. But we can deal with that uh, as we move on. Now let's get in the top 25 because this is, I mean, arguably, if it was my heart and not my head making this top 25 list, um, along with the committee of OSPers, I would have said this guy's top 10 um, just based on the name alone. But at number 25, his name is Poe Boy King, and he is playing at North Carolina Central University. Shout out to North Carolina Central, the real hometown school of Durham, North Carolina. And if you need me to spell this for you, he, he spells his name P-O apostrophe B-O-I-G-H and then last name King, how you expect it to be. Um, I can't believe this is real. This is an incredible name. This is five-star stuff. And, you know, I love my state of North Carolina and I love the South. I really do. I think there's just some sort of um, just the, the the type of like characters that exist. It does not exist anywhere in this entire country for good or for bad. This is for the good because you get guys like Poe Boy King. And I don't know Poe Boy King's uh, game at all, but I do know his name and I'm going to watch his game and I'm excited to, to see him take a step. And some people have even pointed out to me that he's not the first Poe Boy King that has played in Durham. Zion Williamson was actually the first one. Um, so he is carrying <laughs> up uh, the mantle of, of that journey. Kyle, did you believe this is a real name when you saw Poe Boy King? You know, I didn't, but I was like, where, look, consider the source. This is Tate. I know that Tate looked it up and I'm sure he, he, you know, I'm sure he went, went back to find this kid's high school record too, just to make right. sure there was more than one place that said he existed. So I, I, I didn't, I didn't really flinch outside of the initial eyebrow raise, but uh, you're right. I think this is a top 10 name. Um, and, and whatever reason you have to put a 25 is, is that's your own business. That's, but the, that's I, the committee. That's the committee. Don't blame okay. the man, blame the committee. You know what I mean? I can just be the face of it all. You know what I mean? But I, I cannot, I cannot speak for everybody else making these decisions. And you talked about your eyebrows being raised, but wait for this one because both eyebrows are going to go up right now. Number 24, Tennessee rainwater out of Utah tech. God damn. Um, yeah, that's a real name. His name is Tennessee rainwater. He's playing at Utah Tech. He's number 24 on the board. Again, the committee. Now, I do know when the committee was putting this list together, they had a an affinity for players that had actual like pictures on the, you know, the pages, the home pages. And Tennessee Rainwater and Poe Boy King. Come on, guys. Let's get these guys their pictures up on the websites. But we did not have their pictures. You had to separately Google it to find it. So maybe that's why they fell so late on the board, 24-25. But you, you're pressed to find two more ridiculous and original and awesome names than Tennessee Rainwater and Poe Boy King. So uh, 25-24, those two guys go back-to-back. -back. Incredible stuff. Number 23 is someone near and dear to my heart. His brother's a friend of the program, one of the first big guests that we had on OSP back when people were saying, this show has no legs, this show won't last. <laughs> Ty Jerome, shout out to Ty Jerome, national champion, 2019 national champion, now playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm a big fan of the whole Jerome family. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Martin. That was one of my favorite shows growing up, you know. Jerome's in the house, watch your mouth. Every single time, um, that that's what just uh, fires me up when you think about Jerome. And then you throw in the fact that his first name's Kobe, and he's the little brother of Ty Jerome. And number 23, Kobe Jerome, uh, playing for Delaware. I think he's going to have a big year, transferred in there. And um, I've always liked the Jerome family. Their dad is awesome. Like I said, Ty's the best. And these are Harlem kids, and they're tough, and they know how to play basketball, and they just have an innate ability to play the game. And at number 23, shout out to Kobe Jerome. Again, that was probably a heart pick. I got the committee to, to send that one through. But if you have the first name Kobe, you're already winning out here in the world of basketball. So Kobe Jerome, 23, 22. Let's keep it rolling. Jordan Geronimo at Maryland. You might know Jordan Geron Geronimo from his time with Indiana, but he just transferred to play for Maryland. Um, Jordan is a strong basketball name, to say the least. That's self-explanatory. Geronimo is even better. I mean, to follow up Jordan with Geronimo, um, the dunks, the electricity, all of the above for Maryland. Uh, I want Maryland to be back in, in the forefront and Jordan Geronimo, one of those guys that's going to make it happen. I used to scream Geronimo before jumping off like a cliff or something. Like, right. So yeah, I, I go, me and Geronimo, Mo, we, go, we go way back. Yeah, Geronimo. Yeah, and then yeah. jump off. Yeah, and and I feel like if you're Ian Eagle or Kevin Harlan oh, or perfect. any of our guys, you know, calling these games, like now is the time to really lean into the Geronimo part of his name. And uh, shout out to Jordan Geronimo, number twenty two on the board, number twenty one. Just because I feel like every preseason list and every list that involves him, he's number twenty one. And I don't know if it's some sort of subtle marketing with twenty one Savage or. 
It's just to be, you know, so, he, you know, LeBron can say, 21, can you do something for me? And he's, you know, looking at his son, Bronny James, of course, number 21 on the board is Bronny James. And I had some people reach out that were upset about this. They said, how's this guy on the list of the all-name team? Does he have to be on every list? Da, da, da. Bronny's just a nickname. It doesn't even count as his real name. You know, all this, all these fart noises that were being sent my way, you know, with these people trying to critique Bronny James at 21. If I make a list, Bronny James is on the list, okay? That's college <laughs> basketball this year. That's just a fact. It's going to happen. And if you don't think Bronny James counts because his name is a nickname, well, you know what? Number 21 on the list, LeBron James Jr., okay? LeBron James Jr. is a real <laughs> Really good name. And that might even be a top 15 name. So at number 21, we got LeBron James Jr., a.k.a. Bronny James. And uh, the haters can be upset about it. But the reality is Bronny James is going to be on any list I make. And um, USC, let's aggregate this. Let's make sure Bronny knows that he's on the all name, all game list. And uh, also would love some know. tickets if you guys could spare. Oh, we're, well, we're going to get some tickets. We're going to get some tickets. We're going to be at those games. Um, and we're going to have a lot of uh, coverage because, you know, typically I'll be honest, I've been a UCLA. If, if there's UCLA, USC, I'm always with the public school, not the private school. But we can be bought. And uh, USC is putting the Wouldn't press take on. much either, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they're, they're saying to us, you can come to practice uh, and come stop by. These are not things I'm hearing from UCLA. Cough, cough. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. We'll see where my loyalties lie as the season gets rolling. But 21, Bronny James. Number 20, shout out to the Red Foxes. Shout out to Marist. Shout out to Rick Smiths. Um, shout out to Poughkeepsie, New York, a, a place that I ventured this summer to go see Kyle get betrothed to his beautiful wife. Crown Jewel of the Hudson Valley. Crown Jewel of the Hudson Valley. Also, great train station and great train system in general in New York. Not a lot of people talk about this. I experienced it. It was good stuff. Number 20, Matt McCool out of Marist. Out of Marist. And um, great name. Uh, McCool just sounds like, you know, something that, uh, you know, it's like Agent Cody Banks' best friend is Matt McCool. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like this... This just this is just who he is. I I think it's um I, maybe it's similar to Mac McClung is why I'm I'm enthralled with it too. Just like the M and M part of it, but just cooler, uh, just cooler just, though for sure. It, it's it's just cooler, and uh, I don't know Matt McCool's game very much, but I do like his name a lot. And uh, top twenty for Matt McCool. Are you excited? Can you share this? Is there anyone at Marist that we need to reach out to? Because I do want the Red Fox. I I, uh, I think the Red Fox is a great mascot and a great character, and we we need him in commercials. You know, the thing about Maris that's cool is you don't really have to reach out to anybody because there are tickets available. So uh, I'm going to be back in uh, in Poughkeepsie in uh, December. And uh, so maybe maybe I'll see what's going on at the old Red Fox campus and uh, see if I can slip in there and get some get some info on, on Mr. McCool. We need some info. We need some interviews and uh, knock on wood. We need a trip to New York City for OSP, but uh, we'll see what happens. Ringer Brass. Hopefully you're listening. Hopefully you hear us talking about Maris because we're trying to we're trying to put the little guys in the forefront. That's what we're supposed to do on the show. Uh, next up, number 19, Princeton, Bill Simmons, favorite team in college basketball, the team that he famously said to me, ah, I don't know. I think they I think they could beat Arizona. I like Princeton. <laughs> yeah, I like Princeton. I like Princeton. And then walked away and uh, saw my entire bracket blow up and uh, the rest was history. But number 19, Zach Martini out of Princeton. Great last name. I like the short name at the front end. You know, you're just like, he's just Zach, you know, just Zach. And then you get punched with the martini on the back end. I think the most popular drink out here in L.A. right now is an espresso martini. So when Zach Martini's like all fidgety and riled up and diving on the floor or whatever, I'm just going to call him an espresso martini. This guy's shooting out the gym. Um, I like Zach Martini's game. I do know his game a little bit. I am familiar. And uh, Princeton's going to be a good team. I'm not going to say that they're going to upset Arizona again. Knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But Zach Martini... Uh, anytime that you have an alcohol involved in your name, shout out to Remy Martin, right? We immediately have an affinity for you, and uh, Martini's a strong one, Kyle. I'm going to be I honest, his like name it. is not touching Remy Martin. It is not touching <laughs> Remy Martin, but that's okay. doesn't have to. It's not a race. Um, yeah. It's just a celebration of names. I think 20th, 21st century names, Remy Martin might be number one. Um, God, one day, so maybe during the offseason next year, we do uh, all names of the of the century. And, and where are uh, they we, now? Yeah, and and then we do a little update. Maybe we try to get some of these guys on to tell us. They're like, I'm selling insurance. You're like, thanks, Ruby Martin. That's awesome. Um, and then we keep it rolling. But uh, yeah, shout out to anyone that has alcohol in their name. Shout out to anyone who has Atlanta rap groups in their name because that gets us a number 18 on the board. Taku Youngblood out of Gardner-Webb. And if you don't know the Youngbloods, 
first off, go listen to some music because the Young Bloods have been putting out hits for a long time. Um, well, you know the the original Sean Paul. I know that there is Sean Paul, the reggaeton Sean Paul, but there's really Sean P of the Young Bloods, and um, I mean Presidential and the remix with Akon, one of the most classic songs you've ever heard, and you should go check it out if you haven't listened to it. But Taku Youngblood, Gardner Webb is a school that I mean, Artist Gilmore played there. They have a they have a history with basketball. Um, you know, you know, even guys like Chris Holtman now at Ohio State started at Gardner Webb, right? It's like a weird pipeline of basketball, and I don't think this will be the last time that we hear of Taku Youngblood. And uh, do you like the Youngbloods? And do you do you respect him being number eighteen on the board? Because I had some people upset about this as well. I don't know how. I mean, I've been jealous of the name Youngblood forever. Like I had a professor. Professor Youngblood at Potsdam, mm. shout out. I was like, how the fuck did you get that name? Like, go right. back. How the fuck did you get that name? Like, did you just decide it? Could we just decide? Because I would decide Youngblood. I don't know yeah. how. I mean, what's the what's the uh, <laughs> the etymography behind that name? Like, you know, Carter. Yeah, he used to drive. I, I love Carter. I think that's a good, strong name. I was like, right. man, I wish I could be a Shoemaker. Carter. Shoemaker. You out, made you shoes. Had, yeah. 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 You had to do that. You had to do the thing. What's the Youngblood thing that you guys did? Anyway, I don't know how you guys did it, but God, you're a lucky son of a bitch because I love the name Youngblood. It's a great name. I've never met an old blood in my life. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess, yeah. I mean, not that I know of. I mean, maybe some <laughs> gang members that were older, you know, like veteran guys. <laughs> sure. But um, yeah, that there's no there's no old blood. So shout out to the Youngbloods out there. And uh, we're going to be watching Gardner Webb. Um, and I say that with my chest out because I'm not afraid to say I will be watching Gardner Webb. I got some family members that went there. Shout out to Gardner Webb College. Great place. Number 17. Speaking of great basketball families, um, this guy is the son of a Latvian legend, one of the former coaches of the professional Latvian team. His name is Fred Paul Bogotskis. And uh, if you look at his name, the way it's spelled out, Fred has an S, Paul has an S, and then Bogotskis is the last name. Um, so you would think it's Fred's Paul's Bogotskis, which I think last year, he was at Georgia Tech last year. He transferred out um, from Georgia Tech and now is at UT Arlington. Shout out to KT, our guy there coaching. Um, shout out to our guy, Sean Stout, who's also on staff there. He used to be at SMU with Larry Brown back in the day. They're at UT Arlington right now. And I think Fred's going to have a good year. And I love the Latvian uh, basketball kind of symmetry that we have there. I love the second generation stars. I love when it's all in the family. So number 17, Shout out to FP, FPB uh, is the way that you can use this if you don't want to say his name, right? If you don't want to, if you don't want to get into it, right? We always need to have an option for you know the people that can't speak, like myself. Even our boss, Bill Simmons, sometimes we're like, Bill, let's just give you a nickname, a little acronym uh, to make this easy for SPF, you. And uh, BS, you know, it right? Right, BS. Yeah, it's great. Uh, SPF, so shout out to, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Fred. Shout out to the Bogotskis family. Shout out to Latvia. Um, you know, they're, they're doing good things. Number 17 on the board. Number 16, we have Blue Kane at Georgia. That is right. Blue Kane. You're my boy, Blue. Um, that is a, a we're going to hear that a lot from Georgia fans. Georgia basketball. I mentioned Mike White and the characters that count. I told you he was coming. They just signed Asa Newell, who is uh, the highest recruit they've signed in quite some time. Uh, Anthony Edwards right before that, obviously. But I think Newell might be higher than Anthony Edwards. We'll see. I, I got to look into the to the scuttlebutt of that. But Blue came is a four star recruit, you know, top 100 player. According to ESPN, according to 247, coming in as a freshman. And uh, if you don't know the name, you will know it soon. And uh, my mom's maiden name is Kane. In fact, Kyle, uh, there was a little push from the family. They wanted to name me Kane instead of Tate. And then, you know, they know the Bible. So they're like, wait a second, mm, he has an older brother. That was the bad one, oh, right? Yeah, they're like, why would we name our younger our younger son Kane when he has an older brother that, you know, if you know the story of Cain and Abel, not great. So. Not great. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. But shout out to Blue Cane. Uh, number 15, a Coca Coke, uh, which is at West Virginia. Um, this is another double name. Like I said, double names are the lowest form, but also you have to respect it. And um, A-K-O-K, A-K-O-K, um, that is what's happening. And uh, was at Georgetown, transferred to West Virginia. Going to get a lot of lobs from Kirk Creese this year. And uh, shout out to him because I think people know the name, but now they may know it a little bit more. Let's keep it rolling. Dane Danger, Illinois, yes. at number 14. This is your guy. This is a Kyle's guy candidate. Dane Danger, it just sounds good. It pops. He's got ferocious throwdown dunks, and uh, I think Dane Dane is going to have a big year. Kyle, I know you're fired up about him on the board. I was super disappointed when they lost in the tournament last year, but uh, I think it was a bad draw, and you know we'll see what happens this year. I'll be yeah, watching, bad, you, buddy. 
bad matchup, but we're supporting Dane Danger at all at, at all turns. And uh, this guy needs some NIL deals because he's awesome. Uh, number thirteen. Speaking of a guy that needs some NIL deals, this sounds like a place that you you talk to your rich friend, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I went to Camp Wagner last summer. We had so much fun." And uh, at number thirteen, we have the real person, Camp Wagner, out of Rice. Um, yes, that is a real name. His name is Camp. Um, he could go to the Met Ball for all we know and uh, and be fine because he literally is camp. They can't correct him. They can't tell him to change clothes because he is who he is. And uh, he's going to be playing basketball at Rice this year. And um, I saw a picture with him and Jay Billis a couple of weeks ago. Jay Billis was down at Rice. This man, he's always working the circuits. And uh, the fact that he was with Camp Wagner, I, I did the Leo moment in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, and I saw the picture on Instagram and I was like, oh, he's on the list. <laughs> That's our guy, number 13, Camp Wagner. And uh, he did it. He's, he's top 15. Uh, number 12, we have Boogie Ellis. That's right. His name is Boogie. It is a nickname, but if you look at the official website of USC basketball, it is Boogie Ellis. That's what he's listed as. It counts. It counts. It counts. So number 13, Boogie Ellis was at Memphis playing for Penny Hardaway, but now he is at USC, going to be the point guard of that team. And uh, excited to see what Boogie does. Boogie's always been nice to me, by the way. Um, hopefully we can get him on the show at some point. Um, I think he does good interviews, and uh, I think he's a good kid. So Boogie Ellis right there at number 12. Number 11, this is my guy, Puff Johnson, Penn State, transferred from North Carolina, um, son of or son, a brother of Cam Johnson, um, who plays obviously on the Brooklyn Nets now and was a former lottery pick number 11 in the draft. And Puff Johnson, he's, you know, had some issues with health trying to stay on the floor. But when he does play, he's been good. He helped North Carolina when they went to the national championship game in 2022. I like him at Penn State. It's a reset for Penn State and the name Puff Johnson. He sounds um, like a Chappelle show character, you know? Exactly. Great. Yeah, literally. The, the player haters, haters ball. ball. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Puffy Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. It's perfect. Puffy Johnson right over there. Uh, let's get to the top 10. Number 10, Legend Geeter out of Oof. Eastern Michigan. Getting, um, getting good. Getting good. Anytime that you have a, the name Legend in your name, you're winning. And uh, your parents obviously loved you a lot. So Legend Geeter <laughs> there um, at Eastern Michigan, they knew that he was uh, bound for something great. And he decided to deliver on that. Number nine, speaking of someone that's bound for something, Churchill Bounds. That is correct. Not Churchill Downs, Churchill Bounds. And he is at Wagner. And, um, you know, he's a character last year that people knew about in college basketball. Felt like he was you know, a hot topic at the start of the season and kind of, you know, wavered a little bit. People weren't talking as much about Churchill Bounds, but I can promise you this. We will talk about Churchill Bounds on this show and uh, number nine on the board, moving up to number one in our heart. Great name. And uh, especially I've been it, on the FanDuel racing. So Churchill Bounds just really, <laughs> really sounds right to me. When you're betting the ponies, I think Churchill Bounds hits a little bit different. So uh, if, I see a, Kyle, if I see a horse named Churchill Bounds, I'm, I'm pushing it all in the middle. All right. A hundred percent. We are locked in. Churchill Bounds. If he has any family that are betting on horses, let us know because we're in and we can watch it on FanDuel TV. Go get it right now. It's on YouTube TV. Um, number eight. Number eight. We got Tony Tony at UAB. Um, I mentioned the Asheville Championship. Tony Tony will be there with UAB. So I will be able to see Tony Tony in person. That's going to be great. Um, you know, there now was the a second band. Tony is spelled differently right isn't it tony yes. t-o-n-e-y it is the first name is tony classic like which tony means Soprano. anthony though right anthony yeah. tony anthony tony uh but goes by tony last name is t-o-n-e-y uh added a little e in the last name but tony tony um it's like i said double names are the lowest form but also tony tony's not a double name so it's it's quite possibly the highest form um it, it's like <laughs> breaking the rules and and going to a next level um it's a very big brain move for the like whole Bill Tony William family or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. You're just like, God, this guy's awesome. Like, uh, Richard Dick, you know what I mean? Like, the, like Dick Dick. Um, uh, that's, that's a great name. Um, so shout out to Tony, Tony, number seven, boo Booey, who sounds like he would be friends with Johnny Appleseed back in the day. He's at Northwestern still, and, uh, he's going to be a point guard, going to be one of the best point guards in the country. Well, I shouldn't say the country, one of the best point guards in the big 10, but based on the big 10 media, he'll be you know, one of the best point guards in the country. That's how that goes. But I like Boo Booey's game. I like the name. And uh, whenever you, you know, whenever I hear a hey, Boo Boo, you know, it makes me think of Boo Booey now. And uh, for whatever reason, that's just the case. So Boo Booey, right on the cusp of being in the top five, but gets in at number seven at Northwestern. Um, and now let's get to number six, the last name before we get into the top five. Ooh, out of Michigan, he has never told a lie in his life. George Washington III. That is right. George Washington III, the first president of the U.S. and now playing for your Michigan Wolverines. 
a basketball school as the football program is, you know, dealing with all types of accusations and things like that. The basketball program is trying to stay afloat. And George Washington, the third will be honest. He will be a good man. We will not have a uh, Jeff Jackson Simpson situation with someone like George Washington, the third. And it's the third, right? So it's like the math ain't math. And right. If, if, right. If you add three people on top of the third, you still don't make it all the way back to George Washington, but it's close enough, you know. You're you're like yeah. oh, George Washington the third. I don't know. Maybe if he was the fourth, you would you wouldn't even question it. But it it makes you think, which I like. Maybe it's the third to the power of ten or something. There there's some sort of <laughs> exponent on the top uh, to get us back to the. I mean, you'd only George. need to be like the fifth or the sixth, right, to actually right. be like to be right in the in the sweet spot there. But whatever, one day. I mean. I mean, shout out to shout out to all the founding fathers. But I will say, like, if you're going to have a president's name, it's really good. It's really good to have George Washington. I think that one hits a little bit different. Maybe Abraham Lincoln's in there. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. And if you haven't seen Shane Gillis's um, new stand up on Netflix, he talks about George Washington and the George Washington Museum. Um, you know, I learned a lot just via that that uh, I didn't know about George Washington. So I'm I'm talking about him in the general sense that I was taught uh, in school, not the the version that the George Washington Museum talks about. But we'll leave that at that. George Washington, the third shot to you. You almost made the top five and number five. It is time. Jizzle James out of Cincinnati. He is the son of running back Edrin James. He's going to be there playing for West Miller. I just don't think there's a better first name than Jizzle. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, Snoop Dogg must have been rolling over in his grave when he saw that someone was <laughs> actually named Jizzle, and he didn't do that. His son should have been named Jizzle Dog. Uh, but Jizzle James is strong, um, so strong that it actually beat out LeBron James Jr. That's how good it is. Um, so, Edrin James, shout out to you. Great name. Jizzle James is going to be a star on this program. I already know it. Um, we need Wes Miller on the show. We need Jizzle James on the show. Did you think this was real when you saw the name Jizzle James, Kyle? I first saw it in the comments, and I guess I didn't see it on your on your list. And I was just like, <clears throat> that was one where I was like, well, this one didn't come from Tate. Cause I guess I didn't read the whole list before I looked at the comments. Right. I was like, this one didn't come from Tate. Um, so this isn't real. Uh, and then it's on the list. I Googled it. He's real. It's real. Not only is he real, he's the son of a real guy. So, um, that we, that a we all know. Running so, back. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Shout out to the James gang, the real James gang that we, that we love here. Uh, number five, Jizzle James, number four, Kobe Elvis, that's right. Two Just of the strongest names Just in American history. Are you kidding me? Kobe Elvis at Dayton. Uh, first name Kobe. Last Middle name, name Elvis. <laughs> I mean, there's there's no telling. Gandhi. I mean, like this guy just goes for straight hits and uh, does not miss. We love the Dayton Flyers. Big fan, fan of Anthony Grant and the whole program. And uh, Kobe Elvis, you have our attention. Number three, we got Chris Cross. Um, wow. I mean, Just this what is else incredible. Is there to say? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to the Salukis, uh, Southern Illinois. If you watch the show, Better Call Saul, the star of that program is a big fan of SIU and uh, was wearing a hat while he was uh, picketing the other day. Um, so shout out to Chris Cross. It is spelled C-H-R-I-S-C-R-O-S-S, Chris Cross. Um, and Southern Illinois, you have our attention. We'll be watching Chris Cross because uh, maybe he wears his jersey on backwards, right? On the front and an uh, homage of the real Chris Cross. We'll, we'll see. We'll figure it out. What he can do one day, uh, number, do it one time. Yeah, just do it once. At least do it in the you know the warm ups. Uh, number two, we're getting close. Supreme Cook. That is right. Supreme Cook out of Georgetown. Um, I think he's going to have a good year for Georgetown. I think Georgetown's going to be a good basketball team with Ed Cooley there. And like we talk about Chef Curry and, you know, this guy's James Harden's cooking. Right. It's a very like in the vernacular of basketball. And the fact that your name can be Supreme Cook. Five stars. So shout out Supreme's to like a shout sincere out. name too. It's a good first name, and it and yeah. you you create like a verb or an action with your name. I think two's the right spot. Yeah, and you're just like, what up, Preem? You know, Preem Cook. I like it. Uh, number one, this one is uh, he has a brother um, that is coming. That's going to be maybe an even better name, but uh, for now, he's number one on the board, number one in our hearts. And um, in a world where everyone thinks that they know everything and they're know it alls, I call him Kias. Like I said. Everybody wants to be right, but there's only one person that can be always right, and that's because his name is always right. Number one out of Rhode Island, actually going to be a big part of this team uh, with Archie Miller, and his name is always right. A-L-W-A-Y-S-W-R-I-G-H-T, always right. That is right. He has a son, or sorry, he has a brother that is also, <laughs> his name is all right. Um, So there's always right, and there's all right. Funny and, parents. Uh, 
funny parents. Great parents. They they have some sense of humor, and they also are just obviously good people um, that we respect on the show. So number one, always right. You win. You have the all name of the OSP all name all stars. Um, you're number one on the board. Always right. All right, there you have it. We ran through it, Kyle. I'm exhausted. I'm a little bit out of breath. I, I'm reeling a little bit as I think about all these names and characters and faces and places that we got to talk about. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have Terrence Oglesby that'll talk about some of the seven things that I'm wondering about this season in college basketball. All right, joining us now on One Shining Podcast. This is his second time on the podcast. We had him on before. He helped us sift through the preseason top 25. Now we have the official AP poll out, and now he's going to work through some of our wonderings. Uh, there's the seven ancient wonders of the world. These are the modern wonders of the college basketball season. He's the great Terrence Oglesby. Terrence, what's going on, man? I, I'm a uh, One Shining Podcast veteran at this point. I feel <laughs> yeah, like right. if I ever go back and do one more, then you know I'm in good shape. It doesn't happen all that often, but thanks for having me. Yeah, we take it as the OSP bump, right? You came on the show, then I look up the next couple of days. Now you're calling Hornets games. You know, you're analyzing my Charlotte Hornets. They're one and oh, so it's it's all good stuff. It's moving in the right direction, and uh, I'll I'll bother you about the Hornets uh, another day and another time. But undefeated, let's talk about baby undefeated, undefeated. right? One and oh, that's all we can do. We're just trying to be one and oh every single game. Um, we'll we'll get into that at another point. I'm fired up about the Hornets though. Let's start with uh, college basketball. These are the things that I wonder, and I'll start every prompt with I wonder dot dot dot. And number seven of our seven wonderings is this one. I wonder, Terrence, will Kenny Payne be the head coach at Louisville at the end of the season? Um, and Ooh. I think that's uh, that's probably a big question to start out with here. But quickly, uh, your thoughts uh, on that on that wondering. Well, I, I'll say this. They needed a talent upgrade. They got a talent upgrade. And I, I think they're mm -hmm. going to win more than three games. <laughs> as far as him being the coach uh, past this year, I think they have to win 11 or 12. And that at is least. setting the bar low at Louisville, who's filled with tradition since yesteryear or however long. This is a program with a lot of pride in what they do. And, and last year was uh, pretty pitiful, quite frankly. That all mm -hmm. being said, uh, Dennis Evans is the best shot blocker, best, best shot blocker coming in this freshman class. He could make an impact. Uh, Sky Clark, is he going to be able to kind of make things go in the right direction? Trey White's really talented. Tyler Johnson is a nice player out of New York that makes his way down to Kentucky. Yeah. I, it's, uh, I, I they're going to be better. It's just a matter of uh, how patient are Louisville fans going to be? Uh, am I buying that he'll be there? At the end of this year, it's it's hard to say, but I, I would think yes, just because you are going to see noticeable improvements since last year. Yeah, I think Sky Clark and Trey White are the two guys that give me hope that they do have a legit backcourt. And I thought Trey White kind of got screwed over at USC a little bit. They they almost just over recruited, with, you know, with Isaiah Collier and Bronny James and everything. So he gets out of Dodge and goes to Louisville. Um, I will say I'll put this out there: if Kenny Payne is not the head coach. There's a name that is, uh, you know, just kind of sitting there in my brain. I can't get it out. Chris Holtman. I think Chris Holtman, um, you know, Ohio State, you know, he's a Kentucky guy. Ohio State is not a basketball school by any means. Louisville definitely is a basketball school. And I think uh, if they did want to make the move, he's someone that could be right for the taking. So I'll, I'll leave that there. I wonder if Chris Holtman could have some interest. I, I'm sure he would be interested. Uh, mm -hmm. Like you said, he is a Kentucky guy, but is he going to be good enough uh, this year in order to get it done? Not people, not not a ton of people are super high on Ohio State. I think they're going to be fine, but they were 16 and 19 last year. Uh, and I understand their circumstance. There's things that happen. Every coach seems to have that kind of year at some point. That all being said, if he wants to be in line for that job, he's going to have to have a good year. And Absolutely. I think they will. I think they will. But the Big Ten's tough. It's really tough. And uh, last year, it felt like the fans almost turned on him a little bit. But, you know, when that happens, you got to start looking elsewhere. And who knows? We'll see what happens there. Number six, I wonder, Terrence, how will the new Big 12 look? And did the best basketball conference get even better? There was the quote from uh, Kelvin Sampson. He said it's a, quote, tough dog park. Your thoughts? You think the Big 12 got better? All-time quote. There are no <laughs> shih tzus in yeah, this right. conference. I, I love it. I, I love it. Uh, did it get better? I think in time, it will be better. It's going to take time for UCF to adjust. It's going to take time for uh, Cincinnati to adjust. That all being said, Houston is obviously a phenomenal addition when it comes mm -hmm. to basketball. I think Wes is going to get it going at Cincinnati. It's just a matter of time. Uh, and he's starting to get that level of recruit that can play uh, in the Big 12, which has been the best basketball conference in college basketball over the last four or five years. So uh, I, I think... It, it is definitely good additions. Big 12 has gone all in on basketball. Huge fan 
huge fan of that. And uh, Kansas is just going to be Kansas and as good as ever. And it's just amazing as you go down the laundry list of teams in that league, uh, BYU, they have recruiting advantages over everybody because of Mormon missions, LDS over there. Like it, it, it is what it is. Like you're going to be playing against 26 year old men uh, in the state of Utah whenever you go to Provo. Like built in, uh, you know, what do you call it? Just advantages to being at right. BYU. So that's going to be interesting. Oklahoma is always going to be Oklahoma. Uh, Otzelberger's done a terrific job at Iowa State, and those are teams in the middle. So it's like, my goodness, there's just so much talent. It's going to take time for some of those schools to adjust. BYU is going to take a little time. UCF is going to take a little time. Uh, all in all, though, gosh, murderous row, even with the additions. Yeah, I fear what the bottom looks like because the bottom might be, you know, the middle or like, the, you know, top tier in some other conferences, which is going to be fascinating, especially like you said, they're, they're all in on basketball. They're putting their chips in. So the Big 12 uh, will be a conversation point this entire season. And uh, as long as Bill Self, now that the NCAA cloud is gone, um, I think Kansas is going to be shooting, you know, even harder at some of these top top level recruits. And there's no telling what what the sky is there because the, there really is no limit for Bill Self and what he's able to do. And uh, I even saw the other day, TJ Gasnola, who was caught up in all the FBI stuff. Now he's working at CAA. So we're completely past the FBI scandal at this point. And uh, I think that opens the floodgates for uh, for Kansas and even like an Indiana, all these Adidas programs. It's it's open season again. So, um, you know, if you're in the Big 12, it's going to be a lot of fun. Number five, I wonder, Terrence, will Rick Pitino bring the glory days back to St. John's basketball? And uh, this is one near and dear to our hearts here on this program. Uh, the short answer is yes. Uh, long answer is, and that's what we're here for. This is a podcast, so we need the long answers, <laughs> right? Uh, long answer is, I, I wonder how long it's going to take to really be at that Elite Eight Final Four level consistently, because let's be honest, Ricky P is old now. Yep. Like, this is not young Ricky P. This is not what, it, it might still be white suit Ricky P, M MSG, but it's not young Ricky P. So that's the only thing, like, is there enough time left? That all being said, St. John's is going to be good. The whole really Big good. East is going to be good, but it's going to be exciting. I had an opportunity to see Dennis Jenkins and Iona last year. Dennis can play at that level. He's really good. Jordan Dingle transferring from Pitt, averaged 24 a game. Uh, Simeon Wilcher fits Rick Pitino a million times better than the Tar Heels. I know Tar mm -hmm. Heels were a little bummed. I know you were bummed. Mm -hmm. However, uh, he, he fits Rick better than he would fit Hubert. So he, he had a little Caleb Love in him, which, I, which is a good thing, depending on who you're playing for. So I, I, I think that team this year is going to compete towards the top of the league and an underrated get Chris Ledlam, the Harvard transfer was originally yep. going to go to Tennessee, uh, him going to St. John's. That was a massive pickup that kind of went under the radar late in that cycle. Yeah. And I do think that Rick Pitino, if you finish top five in the big East, that is a major win. And I know that yeah. that, you know, doesn't translate and people expect you to go win the big East or whatever. But like you said, it's a murderer's row in the big East. I mean, they're a power conference in basketball. And uh, if Rick Pitino can at least, um, you know, make a blip this year and let people know that uh, the writing is on the wall. Then you get some of these New York recruits, New Jersey recruits. They start turning their, t you know, their tune a little bit to say, hey, I want to go play for Rick Pitino. And uh, then he doesn't have to go uh, jump in the lake or the river or whatever he promised he was going to go do. So uh, hopefully Rick Pitino can figure it out. And, uh, he said he was going to jump in the East River if they don't win a national championship. Uh, that was his promise. So uh, not this year, but just during his tenure with St. John's. And uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sure Carneseca and everybody else is fired up about that because, uh, you know, they got the history and the pedigree. If you look back at 1995, I mean, just based on wins, they're a top 10 program in college basketball. So St. Yeah. John's does have the pedigree and they, they can be on that stage. And if there's anyone that can do it, it is Rick Patino. So I like that one. Number four, I wonder, will the Pac-12 win their first national championship this century before where the conference inevitably implodes in the summer of 2024. This is their last shot to win a national championship. So this is, Will this it, is it? This is what we're saying? This, this is it. I, no. This is it. Short answer, no. <laughs> so okay. no, I, like I don't it. think I like so. I think they're okay. good. I, I think there's a lot of really good teams. I, mm -hmm. I think uh, underrated team, by the way, Utah is going to be really good. They got Utah the is always underrated in football, basketball. I feel like nobody ever talks about them. Yeah. What are we doing? Get more, get more TV people over to Utah, man. That's <laughs> that's must see television. They're gonna play two seven footers in their starting lineup. Uh, Raleigh, the point. Gosh, here I am right now. At Worcester, Raleigh, Worcester. At Worcester. Oh, yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, uh, Worcester. I, I, I might be pronouncing that wrong, but I think that's correct. Yeah. Uh, now that's a team that can really go. Uh, Brendan Carlson's the best five man that nobody talks about. 
Averaged over 16, 16 a game. Gabe Madsen's a solid shooter from the perimeter. Raleigh Worcester kind of settles him down, and they had some underrated pickups. Cole uh, Bejuma from Washington comes down, big shooter, and then Davon Smith from Georgia Tech makes his way uh, yep. further west, and he kind of adds – there's some thunder and lightning to that group, right? I, I, I'm a big fan whenever you have changes of pace and you can win in different ways and different styles of game, and Davon Smith gives them that if you really want to push the tempo and play with some speed. Yeah, I, I think that the Pac-12 is going to be a really good conference. I'm not sure they have a national championship contender. Arizona is probably the best bet, right? If you had to, to, yeah. to lean in on one team and say, this is our, our team that can actually go the distance. Arizona has the depth and the talent. They have the guys to do it. But after what happened last year against Princeton and what happened you know, the year before when they had Matherin and Dalen Terry, I just th there's some sort of reservation that I have when it comes to that Arizona team. UCLA is not quite there. I think that they're, they're kind of like rebuild, restart, reset, whatever you want to call it. Interesting Cal team, though. A lot, of, right. a lot of international dudes. Like, they're, they're, they're taking a little bit of a different route. And, and here's the thing. I, I had this conversation the other day, and I, I realized we're going through, and I interrupted you. On, no, on you're, your good. you're good. So I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> UCLA, they're going international, and you're going to see a lot more of that now that NIL is playing a factor. Because these guys are going to get paid more to come and play in college, and they're going to get their in education at the same time. That's still valued over there because these guys are getting fifty to seventy-five grand playing over there for these major clubs, and then being kind of in their farm system to where they continue to improve. Continue. Now they're looking at it much like that. So you're going to see much more talented European kids coming over. I, I think Mick's ahead of the game there, and uh, I hate that you had to see it, but I, I don't know if you saw Arizona versus Lewis and Clark. Efficient Caleb Love has arrived. Yeah, I, I, I'm very hey. excited for Caleb. I really am. And uh, I yeah. saw the athletic piece that he basically told his version of the story about how things played out. That was the version of the story that I heard. Um, you know, he basically was told he didn't have a spot at Carolina anymore. And, um, you know, that that is what it is. That's the but world both, that we live in. people needed. I, I get all right. that. I, I right. get all that. He, he Everybody knew. needed a fresh start. Right. He exactly. knew that. He, if, if they didn't tell him, he was going to tell them, like, that was just going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was like a couple when it's like both sides want to break up and everyone's trying to be first, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. you know, that that's just kind of the fallout of it all. But I think Arizona will be good. I think UCLA will be good. Colorado will be good, right? They'll be in the mm -hmm. conversation. Um, I think if Washington State, like if Muhammad Gay and TJ Bamba had come back, Washington State would have been one of those teams I was excited about. But Bamba obviously transfers to Villanova. Gay now on the Hawks. So that's a uh, hypothetical conversation. But the big, the, the Pac-12 will Oregon's be Oregon's talented again. Right. Like Oregon's again, always talented. got like two They're or three guys. <laughs> right. Right. Even though Dana Altman, uh, seemingly, you know, there's Oregon fans that want to put him on the hot seat or say he's on the hot seat, but I think he's all right up there. All right. Number three, I wonder, Terrence, how will UConn and Dan Hurley specifically respond to being national champs? I, I don't think there's going to be any drop off as far as intensity is concerned. I, I think a couple of the things that you have to look at are, the kind of guys that they lost. I mean, mm -hmm. Jordan Hawkins gone, 16 a game. When they were struggling, they found him. Uh, Andre Jackson was the glue guy of all glue guys, one of the best athletes in college basketball. He's gone, playing for the Bucs. Uh, Adama Sanogo, one of the most dominant big men in all of college MLP. basketball. He's gone. Joey Calcaterra that hit big shots in big moments. He's gone. Here's my concern. They went from really old and really talented to really young and extremely talented in a game today, and we're going to talk about another school later, that thrives when you have older players because guys have been around for so long with this extra COVID year. So I wonder how it's going to go. They're still going to be really, really good. That's a top 20 team, top 15 team, and people will probably yell at me for saying that like it's an insult. Like I, that, UConn's good. It's just a matter of I, there are going to be growing pains with this group. I understand Stephon Castle's really talented. I understand Donovan Klingens is good as advertised, but there are steps to this, especially in a day and age where sometimes you're playing against 25-year-olds. Yeah, and especially when you have a guy like Jordan Hawkins who can spread the floor and there therefore give you so much space inside because of his shooting acumen. Um, I think Caravan Kim will Spencer's be Kim Spencer's good. Kim Spencer's yeah. good. He's, he's not Jordan Hawkins. Right, right. And I do think Steph Castle will also be a guy that he might not be great from day one, but he has that natural talent and gifted ability that, you know, when we're talking about January, February, we're going to be talking about Steph Castle a little bit more. So I think UConn will be fascinating. I hope Dan Hurley keeps his head on a swivel um, and doesn't start oh, taking oh. charges on the sideline. You know what I mean? Like, uh, that's my only concern. My concern is that, uh, you know, we joke about Icarus on the show all the time, but sometimes you fly too close to the sun. And if Cooper Flag commits and then, you know, they're, they're winning their first 10 games, I mean, there's no telling. Dan Hurley might be completely on one. So uh, <laughs> you're not you're not going to be able to get him on the phone. I guarantee it. Hey, yeah, there was right. no better. There was no happier coach on the circuit than Dan Hurley. 
Yeah. You saw oh. Dan Hurley at the Peach Gym. <laughs> My man's hat was on backwards. He was loose. I've never seen him so unstressed. <laughs> he's like <laughs> putting up shots. Yeah, he's like he's having the best time of his life. Shout out to the Hurley family. Uh, I think Bobby's trying to find that same feeling, uh, you know, as, as he struggles a little bit at Arizona State. Uh, number to keep two, the lights on at Arizona State. He's got to keep go the lights on. No, you're right. 100%. Number two, we have, I wonder, Terrence, will Coach Cow? Capture the magic again at Kentucky after bringing in the number one class in high school. Do you think it's possible? Can Cal bring it back? Kind of the, along the same lines as UConn. Like, they're going to be good. They're going to mm-hmm. be really talented. And, and what I will say is over the last couple of years, Cal tried something different and went transfers. Right. Uh, here's the problem with that for Cal. Cal does this dribble drive offense where he gives a lot of freedom to his guys, a lot of pitch back, a lot of freedom to create. Problem is, is when you sometimes when you bring in really good transfer guys, they've been in a system for a long time. You look at Sabir mm-hmm. Wheeler, he was in a system for a long time. You look at um, uh, the kid that came down from Iowa, CJ Frederick. Like, he, Frederick, he didn't yep. shoot it well because he was in a system at Iowa that kind of fed into what he did night well. And sometimes, guys, that just doesn't work. It, when you put one or two of those guys in with some of these super talented freshmen, I think it works. And that's what they have this year. All of that being said, I know Antonio Reeves is good. I know uh, Tierro is a good player. Uh, Trey Mitchell was an excellent addition. And uh, Ivisic, if he's eligible, which for all intents and purposes, I think he's going to be, they're going to be talented. And this group of freshmen, they fit Cal better. DJ loves to pound the air out of the ball and create. Mm-hmm. Dillingham's much of the same way. Like they're going to be able to create shots and kind of get into where they were uh, back in the Bledsoe Wall days. It's just Bledsoe Wall. You know they were 18 years old, but they were also playing 22 year olds. Same in the same vein as UConn. Now sometimes you're playing against 25 year olds, especially in the SEC. It's going to be hard, and there's going to be some growing pains. Uh, are they national championship contenders? People are going to hate me for this. I'm going to say no. <laughs> Because they're so young, they are going to get better as the season progresses, but uh, there are some problems with it. But I'm happy to see Cal getting back to what he's comfortable with, and that's freshmen, letting them go, letting them figure it out. And there's really talented kids. And I think you're going to see a slow return to power for these freshmen and the one and dones uh, as this COVID stuff kind of phases out. Uh, I'm glad he's getting ahead of the curve a little bit because I think it's going to return to the norm, if you will. Yeah, as Matthew McConaughey said, sometimes to go forward, you got to go backwards. And I feel like yeah. Cal at some point was like, I got to go back to what actually worked. What was the blueprint? Let's get one and done top mm-hmm. five players in here and let's give them the reins and let them go. And I think DJ Wagner will be great. Dillingham had 40 points in a scrimmage the other day. He'll be coming off the bench, which is also fascinating. I think that second yeah. unit will be fun. Um, Avisic got a knee scope, I heard, um, which I, I don't even know if that's reported, but apparently he had to get a knee scope. So there's some interesting like injuries that seem to kind of um, always, even last year, um, you know, with Oscar, there was, you know, is he hurt? Is he not hurt going into the season? Right. So there's always some question marks with Cal and he doesn't a good job of kind of uh, hiding under the cloak uh, and, and keeping things veiled behind Camelot's walls, right in in Lexington. But um, I think Kentucky he, will there, figure it no out. There's no better coach at diverting the attention, <laughs> right? He's he's got a sleight like, of hand. Like, hey, hey, he, he might be hurt, <laughs> but like I hung out with Drake last week, right? Right. Drake's he's like, you want to see amazing. the pictures? Happy birthday, Drake. Uh, yeah, exactly. The, the, this man. It doesn't matter uh, what you want to talk about. I'm going to talk what I, about what I want to talk about. Right. Chris Angel, eat your heart out. Like, this is the guy that's, that's right. really, he's really the one that gets you to look, you know, the opposite of where you need to go. Um, number one, this is my number one during of the season. And I feel like it's almost not talked about enough um, because I, I see the the Kim Palm, they, they're number one on the board and all the conversations. But I wonder, Terrence, will. Purdue and the reigning national player of the year matter in March and follow the Virginia blueprint ending the Big Ten national title drought. And of course, that drought is all the way back to 2000. Will it happen? It's all matchup based, man. And (laughs) it's still the same roster. It's still the same roster. Will they win the national championship? If I had to pick Purdue or the field, I'd pick the field just because the odds. Mm -hmm. That's as simple as that. But they do have the best player in college basketball in Zach Eady. They're still not overly athletic. And sometimes that's an issue when guards get up underneath you, especially when you play somebody like a Fairleigh Dickinson where they have a couple of five, six dudes that are picking you up full court and you're not overly athletic enough to just get by by yourself. So you have to move the ball. And whenever that happens, uh, you're going to be susceptible to turnovers in a full court. You're going to have to open and spread the game a little bit. And that's kind of what happens. But over the last two years in the tournament, St. Peter's and FDU. 
Like what mm. do those two have in college? They have smaller fives that extend Zach Eady out. And those are teams that have guys that can run away and shoot. So what does that do? Eady can't just sit down there. And whenever you pull him out, you get rid of all your rim protection. So it all is matchup based. Can they win the national championship? Yes. Pending matchups. They certainly can. Uh, all of that being said, they're not as athletic as a lot of teams that they're going to play. And in a big 10, that's fine because mm. I've made this argument that sometimes what's conducive to win in the big 10 isn't necessarily conducive to win uh, in the NCAA tournament because they're just starkly different. And right. That you can be a little slower in a Big Ten if you're super well coached. And I think Matt Painter's uh, playbook is longer than the Bible. So it's like you have to like take that in there into account with it. But uh, they're very good. Uh, Miles Colvin's an excellent athlete. He's going to come off the bench. Uh, I think Lance Jones was a pretty good addition. Uh, but it's all going to come down to those guards. Is Fletcher Lawyer and Braden Smith, are they going to take a necessary bump? And sometimes guys, like they're going to have to learn how to deal with pressure on their own. And I, I'm curious to see if they can do that. Yeah, I when I first saw those guys last year, that was my big, uh, you know, hesitation when it came to kind of, uh, you know, crowning them and saying they're going to, you know, blaze this path to a national championship. I'm like, at the end of the day, it's a freshman backcourt and they're going to get pressure, you know, when it gets to March, they're going to get picked up full court and they're going to have to deal with it. And I do think that their junior senior years of those two guards, they're going to be badasses. I really do. I think they're going to be yeah. awesome. And maybe they maybe they jump up a year and they surprise me and this is the year. Um, and maybe it needs to be the year because Edie's still in the building. But um, when they are junior senior level, those two guys with Lawyer and Smith, I think they're going to be awesome. Um, and that's why it was never really a knock on them. A lot of people, a lot of Purdue fans got mad at me for saying that, that I didn't trust their backcourt and you don't understand how good these guys are. No, I, I understand. They're, they're really, yeah. really, really good guards. Um, but yeah, I this, trust that they're good. Right. I trust that they're good. It's just dealing with pressure sometimes is a bear. Like and when you it, don't have the it, physical it attributes to to get over that, I mean, then it really, then it's, then you get the confidence of that 16, 15 seed and they're saying, oh, like, I'm better than this guy, right? It just goes down to matchups individually in those games, and you see it happen in real time. It happened in Virginia. Um, there was a there was an NBA guy, Lyles, on the court for UMBC, and he was like, oh, am I the best player on the floor because DeAndre Hunter wasn't playing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, the confidence shoots up, and the rest is history. Um, I did want to shout out, those are our top seven right there. I wanted to shout out Mark Few because I feel like for the past you know, decade, he has been the one that has uh, gotten that number one question. Will Mark Few finally get over the hump, right? And and win that national championship, even though he didn't win the national championship by almost going undefeated um, and losing in the national championship game to Baylor. I do feel like for whatever reason, that that hat, that that pressure, that 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 baton or whatever has been passed to Matt Painter. Um, so I, I just yeah. wanted to say, Mark Few, you dodged a bullet um, for whatever reason. We're not we're not going into the season saying, was this the year that Gonzaga can do it? You know, or Gonzaga can do it. Um, no, we're, we're talking about Matt Painter and Purdue. So uh, I think that's good news for everybody uh, out there in Spokane, Washington. Hey, speaking of which, speaking of Gonzaga, did you see this? Out of the side of her mouth, comment from Val Ackerman at the Big East. No, what did, did you say? That? I have it right here. This is at Big East Media Day. And I quote, there's no better fit for Gonzaga than the Big East. If you look at the kind of school they are, basketball focused, their enrollment, their budget, it's totally on point. Said they should stay in touch with them. <laughs> I like That's this. a swing. That's a swing. Yeah. And I yeah. love it. And I'm right. here for it. They're like the Big 12 is actively recruiting them. Why don't we just go out and put out that we actually want to recruit them as well? And I do think Gonzaga adds value, especially on the basketball side, obviously. But if they were to go to the Big 12, um, now it's I think it's a foregone conclusion. That's the best conference. I mean, I think it already is at some level. But if they were to go to the Big 12, it's like, OK, you're locked in. You're the best basketball conference. The Big East trying to make that same push. But I just can't wrap my head around. I mean, I guess USC and UCLA are in the Big 10 um, very soon. So it's it's inevitable. But the idea of the Big East having a team in Spokane, Washington does, does not sit well with my brain. Um, but I guess uh, we can get past that. Uh, we did well, with, before the, you... with the religious affiliation and everything too. Right. Only having basketball, I think that's a huge thing. And uh, I have one more comment and I'll let you close the, this the, off. The, Tennessee, the culture Tennessee fits. Rainwater did not get justice as number 24 on your all name team. That's yeah. top five. Tennessee Rainwater? Come on, baby. That's uh that was my last thing for you. I just wanted to make sure, T.O., I, I know you saw the all-name all-stars. Uh, there were some people up in arms about this. The committee put it together. Um, I, I mean, I was upset about Poe Boy King being number 25, but yeah, Tennessee Rainwater, I, I don't even know. Um, we need to know more about him and how that came to be, but I, I think you're right. I think he's top 10, maybe even top five at this point. Um, yeah, it's got to be. Churchill Bounds <laughs> is up there. 
right. and always They're, right. Every husband uh, out mm. there wants to Photoshop their wife into that roster picture. Yeah, I, it's, I, I uh, honestly almost did it. <laughs> I think that's a uh, that's why he's so beloved. You know what I mean? He's number one on the board, and uh, you know everybody loves their wives just like they love always right. So there you have it. Uh, shout out to Rhode Island Archie Miller. They're gonna have a good year. Terrence Oglesby, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. Again, this is one shining podcast. We did the all name all stars. We did the seven wonders of the college basketball season. I'm your host Tate Frazier. We will be back on Monday with Kyle Mann, and we're gonna continue the top 100 characters that count in college basketball. We'll see you then.